0: Ocean
1: FM. Donegal Plumbing and Heating, Old Lachie Road, Donegal Town. Suppliers of underfloor heating packages, aluminium radiators, Samson and Daikin air-to-water heat pumps, and all your renewable needs. And sponsors of the Donegal GAA podcast. Donegal, we have done it. It's just fabulous to see picking her up.
2: The thing about the club is you don't choose your club. Um, it's, it's like family. You just want to get back out on the field. It's just uh, that it's, it's in your blood, I suppose. And you just want to get out there now and get the games going again.
1: Brian Murray, Thank you. Let me shake hands with you. You come in here hobbling. How are you feeling now? Oh, I'm all right. I'm all right. I tell you, not to want a couple of pints won't do. I'll tell you. You know. He gets a bit behind it. He launches it in. It's over the bar. The wee man from Kilkerrin. A very welcome along the Donegal Ga Podcast here on Ocean FM. Conor Brezyn here, coming to you with this week's preview show. Well, it's hard to believe we're already in the month of March, and we are now entering round five of the Allianz National League. This Saturday evening, Donegal travel to the Athletics Ground to face Armagh, and throwing for that game is at seven thirty. We will have live commentary from that match on Ocean FM. Well, I think uh, Paddy McGill may still be recovering from his long weekend away down the country, but not to worry because I am in the company of two gentlemen. Peter Campbell, former sports editor of the Donegal Democrat and former under-20, 20, under-21 Donegal manager Gary McDade. Welcome along, gents. How are we keeping? Yes, Connors things? Yes, Connor. All good.
2: Good, Connor. yes.
1: It's good to have you, lads. It's been a while. Uh, we'll crack on anyways. We didn't get... A re- review show in Letterkenny the last day, Patty and myself were absent. So we'll talk a bit about the Donegal-Galway game, how we thought that went down. And that'll lead into the preview of the Armagh match. Um, so plenty of talking points, um, but I think we just will start. I know people are nearly sick to death of talking about the academy. I'm nearly sick to death of talking about it myself, uh, but we have got an update on it a statement from the Donegal County Board so peter we'll start with you i don't know about you but reading through it on tuesday night i think it might raise more questions than answer questions uh what's your thoughts on the whole scenario peter oh well, i think that
2: that probably is always the case we were we we waited a while for the statement but it probably um reflects that you know when something like this happens, whether it happens in a club or at county level, it's always very difficult for the people in charge. The way the GA is structured, you know, leaves it that way because, you know, you know, when you were talking in, in the podcast last week with Paddy, he likened it to, you know, an employer uh, losing 40 of his staff, but I'm not so sure that, you know, that that's a good comparison because, well, to to think of the uh, county board as being an employer, uh, they're not structured to be, uh, to employ as such. And probably maybe there's lessons to be learned from this that maybe would go deep into the GEA, that, you know, they need better structures at county level to deal with something like this. And even, you know, we were talking, news were talking last week about the need for them to come out and say something. Uh, And, that, that creates a difficulty for them because they're, they're always on the back foot in something like that. Um, and when the statement came out, you know, it actually, it was in the media uh, before it was actually officially released because, you know, you send an email out uh, and the process with the GA is that they, they notify the clubs first and if you send out 40 emails and uh, maybe another 20 individuals that are attached to uh, executive and you have 60 emails out there with a with a with a statement that you want them to peruse first, <laughs> and then uh you think that that's not going to get to the media within an hour and that's what actually happened um it's just the whole structures of of, of uh, the way a county board can deal with someone, I think, are not right in a way, and and this, you know, that has been reflected in the past as well. It's it, it's a it's a difficult uh, position for them, and you know, the, the, these things happen at club level, at county level, and I don't know if the structures of the GA are 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 right for dealing with them. Um, like I know I was the secretary of a club. Uh, is 20 years ago. And, you know, it's only then when you're in the middle of it that you, you these things come up. And, you know, are any of us actually well-versed in, in the way to deal with them? It's, it's a very, very difficult situation. But, but hopefully, you know, uh, they have dealt with it now the best way they can. Um, they have to move on, um, like Donegal have to move on. Um, and the academy, or it was de- development squads beforehand, like those things have to get up and running again um, uh, for the good of the county. Uh, and, you know, and, and in the end, I say it will, they will get to the end of it. But because the way the GA works, it's a slow process and um, you have to have sympathy for them as well. That's why I think, you know, that the whole structures of, of the way a county board is put together um, probably needs to be looked at in Crow Park. Because I think they're on the, they're on the back foot a bit uh, when something like this happens. They they're not an employer as such, you know. They're they haven't got the the skills of uh, like if there was an employer, there'd be a chief executive in, and he would be dealing with it. But I suppose because it's so democratic, the GA they have to get uh, maybe the executive have to meet, and they have to. Um, you know put a statement together that covers their backside as well as everybody else's and you would nearly think that that's what actually happened here and um like I would have sympathy for them in that regard because I think the structures um don't allow for to deal with someone like that quickly
1: Gary you've been a coach a manager you've worked at senior level under age level where, where do you stand in all this yeah, well, well funny, Connor, you know, I would have worked way back in the,
0: the development squads way back 2000, I'm trying to remember now, 2004, under 14, 2005, under 15, under 16, I think. If memory serves me right, we actually beat Tyrone in a Bulgarian Cup final that year. Myself and Martin Regan would have been in charge of the charge of the team. Um, and that time, you know, Connor, it would have been very much. You know, away you you get you got the job. Well done, congratulations! And away you go. And there was no plan. It was you ran you ran it the way you saw best, but to see how a county team should run, and it was up to you to gather your resources and put what you could in place. And by God, to say that our academy was probably the envy of uh, many counties over the last couple of years across the province and across the country would be probably a bit of an understatement. So that just shows where we've come from, you know. It probably, you know, it it was a very clear pathway, a very clear definition for the players. I heard nothing but positivity coming out of the academy over the last lock of years um, from parents, players, club people um that the structures were good things were right uh granted there was a a bit of hearsay about maybe players not playing certain club games or, or whatever but listen when you weigh it up there was very few um gripes there was a lot more positivity I'm hugely fearful for our future Connor um right now but chronic Cup starts in a few weeks time. We at the minute do not have a team to enter in that Bunkrana Cup. We don't have a manager for that team. We don't have coaches for that team. Those players are currently not following programs that they had been following the last couple of years. And probably that we as a public, as a GA public, as supporters, as Donegal people would have got to see the fruition off the last couple of years since the current structure in place, really get to see it with that academy. That under sixteen team and probably even more so when they're minor next year when they've got another year under their belts. Like that's what I was really looking forward to was seeing the first group come through that started at under fourteen. And I'm really fearful. And if any county Connor, has any sense, I'm sure they've been already on the phone to Carlacy to get them into their county because with well, they you I mean we were the envy off. Many counties and our neighbours, you know, and I would not be surprised to see his name being linked to many positions elsewhere. It said in the statement during the week that uh one thing that jumped out to me that everything was exhaustive. Uh they had exhausted all avenues. I plead to them to go back, Connor. I plead now as a Donegal supporter, as a uh, as a Donegal man, I plead to them to go back. And find more avenues to make it right and and to and to get it sorted because there has to be a way, Connor. There's always a way. There's always middle ground if everyone gives a little for the good of for the good of Donegal I think we can find a way. You know, so uh, that'd be my big message to, to to the powers that be and and to everyone on both sides, Connor. You know, it's to everyone on both sides here that to give a little to get more for the future. But, Connor, Monday night is going to be good crack. You know, the county board meeting on Monday night, the clubs have an opportunity to speak on it, I believe, on Monday night. So they have at the next county committee meeting. That's going to be highly interesting. They're going to need to have all their ducks in a row because I can feel there's going to be a lot of anger coming from the floor. And there's going to be a lot of ammunition thrown at them. And they will have all their ducks in a row because I know those people are there in those positions. And they will have the answers for everything. It's, it's it, it's you know, it'd be interesting because are the people on the floor going to accept that? They're, they are representing the clubs from Donegal. They're representing the club members in Donegal. You know, are they going to go out there and leave the meeting and say, "Ah, oh, well, you know, that's it. I mean, are, are they doing their club member service then? Are they doing their club the service then? So, Monday night, I think it'll be really interesting. Tuesday morning, we'll watch out for the bulletins or even late Monday night, it will be interesting to see what's come out of that.
1: Peter, it takes a final point on it. It, it does take two to the tango. I mean, where do you see it going from here? And Maybe, I don't know, stranger things have happened. Could we get a statement maybe from Carlesi or is that... Well, beyond us, I'm I'm sure it would make for an interesting interview or an interesting read.
2: Yeah, well, I suppose we've got a bit from both sides at this stage. Um, Like, I think there's no one out there who wouldn't want um, the the bridges to be mended and that Carl would be back and that whole academy would carry on. But judging by the statement, you know, that seems a long way off, um, and the, the part of the statement said that they would be um, communicating with the coaches and the parents and and, and all involved, uh, looking for a, a solution to move forward. So you knew you would nearly think that you know that they. They're, they're in the field for actually getting a replacement for Carl at this stage, and they, they want to move move the thing on. And, and as Gary says, with the Von Kranikop coming up shortly, time is not on anyone's side here. Um, oh, I, I wouldn't think it's a doomsday uh, uh, effect either, because, you know... The JA the, the will go on. Uh, as I said before, I know I've been in the middle of rows at club level, um, and we've had rows at county level before. But, you know, after a while, things will settle down, I think, and and we have to move on, um, uh, whether that's with, uh, and, and everybody I think would want it to be with Carl there, because of the work of, of the template that he's put in place, um, and like... As 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 Gary says, like there's there's nobody who was saying anything bad about that academy. It was so well well run. Um, it's just a pity that we've had this uh, bump in the road for whatever reason. Um, it's it's it, it's not good for Donegal, and, and it, like it's not good for um, with the way Donegal are at the moment. They're in transi- and, uh, transition at, at senior level, and to have this bump in the road uh, going on in the background isn't isn't good overall. So hopefully, you know, hopefully they, they can build on what happened. Uh, you know, we we just have to move on one way or the other. Like any golf football, when we're when I'm dead and gone, I'll still be still be still be there, they'll be underage, they'll be senior. Um and like as I've said, there's been bumps in the road before and we, we just have to get over them. Um but as my my biggest point is that the makeup of county boards, and dealing with the the way things are now with academies and (coughs) um, so 40 coaches or whatever, I I don't think that uh, you you probably need to have a a CEO or something in there that deals with all that stuff. And um, doesn't that a problem comes back to a committee or an executive with many 20, 20 members. And 20 members Make a decision on anything. Uh, you need somebody in control, and that, that, I think it's, it's just the makeup of the JADE doesn't lean itself uh, to to be helpful in a situation like this.
0: Uh, um, C- C- Connor doesn't command that. But, but Peter's made a good point there that we need someone who needs to be in charge of that. Our neighbours, Rowan have recently appointed Niall Muldoon. Um, as operations manager. They've created a new post there. It's a full-time post. Kevin last year also created the position of operations manager. Now, I'm not 100% sure of the exact job description, but I would believe it'll be something along the lines that under the remit would include what Peter's talking about there. I think, and listen, I know in the battles for elections last year in, um, in, in Donegal GA, you know, from the word on the ground was that there were certain candidates hoping to bring that into Donegal, an operations manager. Like, you know, to back up Peter's point, we need now an operations manager in Donegal to look after this group of people and the extended groups of people and parties and different academies and what have you, to make sure that everything is run correctly and and given us the best chance i mean one of the interesting things probably that jumped out to me the statement statement as well was about the coaches you know you would like to think that since that statement came out that they've talked to those coaches now i haven't talked to any of those coaches to follow up to see have they been touched have they been in talk have they been in touch with the players have they been in touch with the players a lot of time has passed and time is not on our side mm. i mean they would need answers in to all those things going on monday night uh, into the meeting as well uh, i mean you know, a lot of people talk about schools football. Card was probably the first person that ever touched base with us up in the college about linking in and creating structures between academy squads and uh, schools football. And I suppose with us playing the likes of McCreary Cup and that, that was very much uh, beneficial and and and, and helpful in, in everything that came our way. So. You know, there's a lot of good things here that we can't let fall to the side. As I said Monday night, suppose the club representatives have a duty of care to Donegal GA, so they have, they can't walk out of that meeting Monday night and just settle for the letters. Like, you know, there's a lot, a lot of people would say um, that the clubs don't stand up enough for themselves in Donegal. That would be very much the, the the feeling on the ground that we need to stand up more for our beliefs and uh, and push for what we think is right as as GA members and, and 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 you know and take it forward and and show that passion and enthusiasm for, for what we think is right and things that need to be done the way that we think because there is a duty of care for the GA, you know, and, and and everyone is involved in the GA for the right for the right reason because they they want to see our county and our players do as well as they can and, and, and to access the best resources that they can and I think over the last couple of years they were getting access to a lot of those best resources so they were.
1: Yeah, absolutely and I'm sure again there'll be more coming out on this on Monday night and Paddy will be returning to the podcast and we'll see what what he has to say and what will come up on it, need uh,
2: and I think you'd better send Paddy to that meeting on Monday night. I was going to say, is uh,
1: two two men here, Gary, Peter? Any interest in running for any of these roles? <laughs> so they're, they're looking for any coaches. If you have interest in running,
0: um, no, but the,
1: like the coaches, one's
0: interesting. That you just talked about coaches again. You know, they said that if those coaches are not looking to go back, they're going to look for more coaches, yeah. Connor. That was probably forty of the best people in Donegal that was involved as regards coaching. I mean, do we have another forty that's as good as those forty? You know that you know that's a people. Many that's a question many people will 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 be asking. And then Connor, are those people that were are the forty coaches who were there? Do do they feel a loyalty to Carl, and if they would be letting Carl down, if they did go back and do it, I, I'm not sure how those people feel. You know, there's so many things that are difficult at the minute, yeah. and so many things that we ha- have to get right. We have to get our uh, get our own house in order, you know.
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, uh moving to the Donegal senior team, lads. Uh Donegal one nine, Galway one nine, and Letterkenny. We don't have a great record in O'Donnell Park, but uh Peter three points in the last four. Yeah, three points the last four. Yeah. <laughs> almost, almost the two in a row. Yeah, absolutely, and. I suppose a lot of people, different opinions of that game. They said they threw it away, came back from the dead. You know, whatever you want to make of that Galway team. I think they're a decent Galway team. And I do think Donegal have come. They rejuvenated a little bit, definitely, from the Tyrone game, where they didn't really put a hand on any of the Tyrone players and probably fell apart a little bit against Monaghan. One point, good enough, Peter? We'll start with you on that game.
2: Ah. Uh... When you look back on it, like the main talking point of the game was that we left two points, so we left a point behind us. It's certainly, you know, with with the chances that we had, uh, there 30, is thirty suppose,
1: minutes without scoring in the second half. Roughly. Yeah,
2: a slight lack of confidence, maybe, but you know, you you couldn't argue that you know nearly all the shot selection was quite good. Um, maybe Padder Mogan could have taken a point rather than trying to go for a goal at that stage. But, you know, by and large, the, sh- the shot selection um, would would have been, you know, um, they would have been happy enough, I'd say, in management level with it, um, but unlucky with the couple that came off went, went wide off, off upright. Uh, but you know, it's two. You're not going to win games if you go 32 minutes into a half without without um, scoring a point. Um, I would question a little bit. I thought Galway were an average team, um, okay. but I, I do take your point that I think we have been improving. Um, uh, there's a there's more intensity coming into them. Um, but you know, you have to t- also take into account that there's a lot of fellas there who haven't. Some of them only only back for their second game. And then you have a number of players who are, you know, only getting into senior county, inter-county football at the moment. And you know, the the one thing that probably would worry me is when, when you look at the bench, you know, we took on um, Morgan, but, you know, very, very inexperienced. Uh, what's what's left uh, for, for at the moment, you know. Yeah, I think... True, um... Obviously true with, with losing a couple of players and then losing... Uh, a few more to injuries I think McGr-
1: McGrady came on and O'Donnell two very young lads
2: yeah yeah that, that, but that's I think that's the hand we've been dealt at the moment um, we have three points now from four from four games um, and we probably need to get three from the final three games it's going to be a huge task for for, for uh, Donegal to, 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 to get there but hopefully you, you never know Um I I thought that for for areas of the game they are improving but you know there's, there's they didn't don't have that experience as opposed to losing uh Murphy and then with Paddy McCbert getting getting injured like that's a huge hole you've taken out of your front line um and the, and the scoring power that they had um but hopefully we can you know I I would be happy if they went to Arma and and improved again um I would be fearful about getting a point even out of there because, you know, Armagh will probably remember coming to Letterkenny last <laughs> year and, and getting beaten and they'll be reminded. I'd say there'll be plenty of reminders, even though there's probably a good few changes on both sides since that. But, you know, they'll they'll want to get their own back for what happened um, losing in Letterkenny last year. So it's going to be a very tough, tough outing for Donegal this weekend.
1: Gary, would you concur on uh, Donegal's performance against Galway? I think there was a serious amount of wides in that game, if if I'm not mistaken. But there was positives to take out of it as well. In that, most of all, getting and Gallen back. Did he score one two the last day? Um, yeah. So it's not it's not all done. Bay I mean, Kerry are sitting third with four points. Donegal have three points. So still all to play for. What what can we do to improve going into the Armagh game? Uh, you, you know, n- near the the last what are we now February the, since
0: since the winter, there's nearly been cloud over done Dun- You know, and sometimes the media. You hear me, Car? Yeah, I can hear you perfectly. I, I uh, sorry, I thought I thought I lost you. Uh, sometimes maybe the media and analysts like ourselves maybe are creating that. So we are that doom, that cloud of doom. I would always try and look at it from a positive point of view. I mean, we went on last week and they Donald and they don't know park. I mean, against the team that played in the Ireland final. Granted, they were missing players, but we were missing players as well. We're going through a hell more transition than, than they are. They're a lot more settled than we are. We The previous week, we conceded 120. We halved that down to one nine against the team that got beaten in the All-Ireland final the year before, which on paper are, this, are, are right now the second best team in the country on, on paper. So, you know, the, the previous week, that Galway team destroyed Tyrone, destroyed Tyrone the previous week and gave us a good hoeing a couple of weeks ago as well. So, so, like, you know, we are going forward in the right direction. People are giving out about con- conceding 120, but then we went and conceded 1-9 last week. But was it 15 points or one I'm trying to remember we scored against Monon, Connor. Do you remember? Just 15, uh, I think, yeah. 15 points. 15 points would win you a lot of games so they in, in, in the National League. You know, we got 1-9 last week not enough to win a National League game. And 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 granted, that's why we got the draw. You know, I came out of the Donald Park last week. I was lucky enough, we had our under 10s in half-time, thanks to the Juniors Club for for us It was a fantastic day. And, you know, them wee-wise kind of were buzzing, leaving because of the rally late in the game. And a couple of them were saying to me, where are they playing next weekend? And I was telling them, we're in Armagh. And that created that buzz among the children. They were like, oh, can we go to Armagh? next week, you know, that they want to go to Armagh and we need a big crowd going to Armagh next week because Armagh, I think, brought thousands down to Killarney last weekend and I think it was a, or naturally, it was the biggest ever crowd I think for a league game, entirely. so we need a crowd going and you know, it's a, a, it's a, on the Donegal public to get up and, and back, the t- you see the difference it makes, you know, Galway didn't travel particularly well last weekend and I think that made a difference going down the home straight that we had the crowd. You could hear the noise. There wasn't a huge cheer any, any, time, any time Galway scored. You mentioned Austin Gallon there. As you said, one, two, two points from play, stepped up, had the penalty, has been hit by injuries, badly the last number of years. Now with Patty gone, the mantle really has fallen on him for a man who has had very little game time at senior level, has shown huge potential. I was lucky enough to work with him at under 20 for the first year. Unfortunately, we lost him to the seniors this is the second year. Um you, you know, it's probably for him, it's a it's a it's a big ask. It's an ask that I think he's well capable of taking on board will take it in a stride, so he will. He has a capability to take it. Um The worst thing, probably, is that he's going to get the best defender now, Connor, and, pro- and probably the sweeper as well, with Paddy on out there. But also, yeah, the next week, you know, Aidan O'Rourke was Keir McGinney's number two. So he was. Aidan O'Rourke knows Keir McGinney inside out. The, you, you know, um, he's coached our ma. He's coached him, I think, along with him in Kildare. If memory serves me right as well, he knows our those Armagh players. So, we have you know a huge thing in our armory here going into play Armagh next weekend. That they we have so called one of their own, you know. And there's nothing Aidan, I'm sure, would love better than to go up there, you know, and show people, you know, the the, the job in our in his home county that he's doing, walk Donegal and listen whenever. Easier's times up. That, that you know, possibly he could be the man to take over 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 there. You know, everyone will have their own wee agendas going out, and I think that's a big plus for Donegal that we have the likes of Work O'Rourke going
1: on this weekend and that game. Peter, it seemed in the second half quite open for Galway to get at the runners. I remember even Marty Morrissey saying on on commentary at one point in the second half that the Donegal markings seemed to be all over the place. Now I think he was referring to the half-back line rather than the the, the full-back line and, and midfield going going forward. I mean, they probably will really have to tighten that up now against Arma, who seem to be in a different world compared to where they were last year. Myself and yourself were talking before the Donegal-Armagh game last year previewing it, and we said, Kieran McGinney will really, really be in trouble, so, so he will if they don't beat Donegal. And whatever it is, 11 months later, they've now joined the pack of one of the top teams in Ireland. And look who they have, you know, Duffy, O'Neill, um, was it uh, McCambridge? He marked Clifford the last day and kept him scoreless yes. from play. From playing. Hi, yeah, so they really have some top quality players. And Donegal are really going to have to adjust to that in the athletic grounds on how they set up.
2: Yeah, it's there's quite a few changes in that R team from the team that we would have met last year. Uh, that uh, Barry McCambridge has been one, and he's, I think he had done very well in the club scene, and he was playing centre-half back for them, but they put him back to Mark Clifford, uh, Mark Clifford uh, last weekend, and by and large, he seemed to have done very, very well. And like, they have uh, uh, Paddy Burns, and I think he'd been troubled by injury over the last number of years, but he seems to be... Uh, a stickler for a marker as well at cornerback. And, you know, but the the other thing that Donegal probably have to work around is how they deal with Ethan Rafferty. Um, Because of all the the goalkeepers that are um, coming out the field, he seems to have taken it maybe a step further than any of them. And like, he's actually scoring from play in nearly every match. And it's a very difficult one to deal with. You know, um, Mark, Mark and the, the outfield players, but the, when this fella comes through and he goes through maybe where the centre half-back should be and and, and giving passes and go, going for the... It, it's, it's going to be a whole new ball game for the Donegal defence to deal with. Um, because he's taken it on, I think, a step from last year as well. And this Sarmat team now, to be fair to them, like they seem to have progressed quite a bit. Even from the time we played them, in Letterkenny in the league last year, like, and then then in the championship, and then when when, when we met them again, uh, like they were they were they were very well improved. I know we were probably um, there was there was a downside to us probably after losing the Ulster final, but like they they were within a kick of a ball of beating Galway, yeah, in, in the in the in the final stages, so. You know, this is a uh, this Armagh team seems to have uh, he seems to have got in a few more players as well. So it's going to be obviously very very difficult for Donegal. Uh, your question in, in relation to how the Donegal defence, uh, I would probably would like to see maybe Stephen McManus staying in that. Um, holding position at centre half back. The, yeah. the way that Danny Gaal is playing at the moment, you know, they seem to have all of them seem to have a license to go forward at different times. And I've seen Stephen McManaman in the last two games in it full forward at corner forward. Um, but the strength that he has, I think, uh, I would like to see him as a holding centre half back because we need that maybe at the moment, uh, and let let the Keelan McCallguns and let the Owen bond Gallers let them go forward with the ball. But, you know, I know maybe maybe them old style, but I'd like to see a holding centre have up back. And Galway had it last last week, and he, he never left that particular area. It, I think it gives a bit of stability to the team when you do that. But... Um, Everybody, every defender is going to be at, uh, at their best and I suppose Brenton McCall will probably get the job of marking Rion O'Neill and he's he's had him a couple of times before he Marked, he marked know, him last year didn't he? He did he had, a, he had one very good game on him and he's going to have I uh, thought he was quite good last Sunday yeah. in O'Donnell Park. He, he he was getting to the pitch of the ball coming in much better than he was um in the Monahan game. Um and you know that Donegal are going to have to get to that ball. The 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 defenders were very lax, I thought against Monaghan they were standing off. Whereas in last weekend I think they were trying the hand was in and you're going to have to do that and you're going to have to do that with Rain O'Neill. And uh Brenton McCall's well up for that job. That that is the big the big task is about on, on 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 Saturday evening, but um, it's going to be a, a, a it's going to be a big task for all the defenders, and you know we're going to have to get our midfield. The last day, I thought I thought we actually won the midfield battle against Galway, and they would have had all their uh, big players around that area. Um, you know, were, I don't think they were short anybody from from what they had last year, um, and. If we can get, you know, get Michael Langan on the ball, um, possibly do, do we start Pater Mogan that's this time around? We've been holding him back for to half time in all the games so far. Um, do we need him on the field from the very start? Uh, does that leave you short of a, an impact sub? That's probably one of the things that they, they have to think about. But you know, we need we need, we need uh, the the scorers, the the, the uh, and, you know, you'd like to see maybe um, Jamie Brennan maybe getting back to a better form. He seemed to have lost a little bit of confidence um, last weekend. He just wasn't taking on the man like he used to. But you, you're going to want uh, everybody up to speed. And and uh, as for Ossian Gallen, I think he's been a, a revelation so far because he's he, he has bulked to... to uh, In size, he's he's able to take on a man. He has that dummy, and once he gets away, he has a couple of steps. He's he he beat a couple of men very very well last weekend, and you know both himself and Conor O'Donnell, if they can get their accuracy together, you know we could have scored one fifteen last Sunday very very easily. Um, We'll probably need to score something like that on Saturday evening if we're going to beat Armagh or get a point. But wouldn't wouldn't it be great if we if we were able to come out of Armad with a point on Saturday evening?
1: Harry, you're in Paddy Carr's shoes. You're doing your homework now for Saturday evening. We look at our Mad. They they seem to adjust their game very well to how they play their opposition. I think they were a little bit defensive against Harry the last day. One thing they don't do is a little bit. bit. One, one thing they don't do is uh, certainly throw in the towel. Uh, we saw it against Mayo. Even the last day, I think, was it Charlotte? Oak Burns took the, took the lead at one stage against Kerry and they just kind of fell away there towards the end. But how are you setting this team up to take on Armagh at home?
0: Yeah, but well, I'll say before I even go on, go on to that, that the reason they probably went so blank in defence Probably last weekend, like they were, there's no doubt about it. Connor, they hardly pressed a kick out the whole game. Yeah. They conceded, conceded it practically. Um, they just ran back and defended in their own half. They, you have you have to re- rewind to the week before or the, the previous league game against Ross Common. They lost that again, probably they weren't expecting to lose. They were going to carry both Cliffords back with Sean O'Shea back. They were probably fearful, you know, if these boys click, you know, we could suffer a, a wild hammer in here and and it wouldn't have been good for confidence after losing to Ross Common week so they probably thought we need to be competitive with Kerry and that was the way they thought that they could be competitive with Kerry was by being basically basically playing that blanket defense type game, which we haven't really seen them do under Kier McGinley. And listen, you you've got to cut your cloth kind of on week to suit the opposition. And away from home, I think there's sixteen games um I was reading during the week 16 games played so far and only two two ones on the road so you wow. it's justifiable what they did last last weekend you know and I I would have no qualms with, 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 with what they did you know what way it's set up Peter's point about Stephen uh uh what do he him from down yeah. from from Red Hughes is just uh, is very justified you know do you think of the team that Aaron work played in Armagh. it would probably it was a, did what Peter's on about there they used to get the corner forward out Keir McGuini was the centre back and and he sat as the extra centre back slash sweeper in that area they were probably the first team ever to come up with the idea of an extra defender slash sweeper back there and Keir McGuini was the man who started at six but then became the extra man one the corner forwards came out Mark you know I think that's Averna goes back to what they used to do when he was playing I don't, I think that would actually suit Donegal at the minute, something simple like that there, by just playing plus one at the back, maybe at times, you know, get more men back, because last weekend you could see we went 15 behind the ball when we lost the ball, and and and, and, and that, there's no problem, you, ha- you have to do that, I mean, you look at any other sport, you look at soccer in the premiership, they play 11 behind the ball when they lose the ball, time on time, I mean, we 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 have to just move the game and maybe and and move because players are fit enough now. You know, players can run between ten to twelve kilometers in a game, so it's 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 not a problem for them to get everyone back and every every everyone up again. Um, you know, I I Paddy Carr, you know, was probably two games that he's looked at a lot this, this week. You're asking about setting up. He'll look he'll look at um, the game in Balfay and, and he'll look at the game in Cloners. You know. I think we caused Armagh uh, a lot of bother. Uh, Paddy McGill will love this now, kickouts. He loves l- listening about the kickouts, so he does. Um, I think we caused them a lot of bother last year with our press on Ethan Rafferty's kickout. And they struggled to get up on us. So, so they did. They struggled to get primary possession. And I think that's something we can go after on Saturday We can go after Armagh's kickout again so we can it around to the north side, Armagh caused us ball in the second half in Clona's last year. They pressed us in on, on the kick out and we struggled. We struggled big time because then if we did get the ball away, their physicality, it was so hard for us to get out. I mean, we played fantastic football that first half last year in clonus Maybe up there was as good as what we played, you know, during during the season. And it just fell apart for us. And that was one of the reasons it fell apart in the second half. Because we could not, if we did get Premier possession, we couldn't get out on it. You know, uh, they were very physical. And, you know, Armagh came to Buffet last year in the championship and did not lay a glove on us. Didn't lay a glove on us. Everyone was expecting the whole thing to kick off. You know, I remember watching the parade. I was expecting the old badness in Armagh that was there yeah. in Cairn That I was expecting something to kick off before even the parade, you know. And the players, there was opportunities and they didn't take it. They didn't take it, you know. I'm wondering now on Saturday night. Arma probably, you know, kind of looking from the outside in. They're in three points. They don't. They haven't played like a team who's on three points.
1: They're playing super football. They're playing with the confidence. Um, they were saying know- it was very lacklustered down in Kerry the last day. They said the match was almost like backs be forwards for a <laughs> long period of it. That's what they were saying on the various podcasts I was listening to nationally. So like it it does seem like Armar are part of that pack, but then if you switch it around, people are saying maybe they're just... Punching above their weight a little bit, and maybe the Kieran McGeaney side gives them a little bit more respect than they should have, and they are a very beatable team. But from what I saw, I would I would agree with the guy. Like they're they're playing very good football in my view.
0: Yeah, I, I, and like for most outsiders looking in, I think you know Arma and Derry, A lot of people would expect to be the two league contenders for an Ulster championship this year. That they would say they're they're the two best teams there. I, you know, I nearly expected to start this week. Donegal nearly ne- need to leave down an impression before the ball's one in. They need to leave down a marker because I'm afraid Armagh could leave down that marker. And you don't want that Armagh crowd. It's so atmospheric, the athletic grounds. It brings a super atmosphere to the game. It's tight. The crowd are on top of the pitch, so they are. And that's why 4,500 in four, four and a half thousand last week, Connor. there's no other sport in Donegal can compete to bring those crowds out. So that's why Donegal GA need the Donegal people ahead to Armagh to create a decent atmosphere. So when we get the score and we get on top, that we're there behind the team. Peter talked about Barry McCambridge, you know, good player. came off the bench a couple of times last year for them. I actually came across him in Boston, and he's playing for Conor Mara gales re- really good good fella. And he's nailing the spot starting position in the Armagh team this year. Another fella I came across last year, Connor Turbot, who's really leading the fight on the scoring charts up front, the big tall red-haired fella for them. You know, super player. We're going to have to keep an eye, eye on him. There's Orby lad, Conor Justin Kiernan. You know, that hasn't seen much game time this year. Came off the bench last year for them as well. Really, really good player. So he has. You know, around the minute they're they're missing Rory Grogan got the series baller last year. He didn't play last weekend. You know, that's a blessing for us. Ray O'Neill. We're going to need. Need to keep an eye on Super Campbell. I mean, he it, it just—he's like a fine wine. He gets better the older he gets. He hasn't—he hasn't lost any any of his pace either. So he has. You know, I'm really looking forward to the game on Saturday night. I—I think we can get something out of it. I'm not so sure can we win it, but I think we can nick a point. And as I said to you, there's only been two teams of one on the road. Out of the sixteen games played in Division One this year, so there is something there for us, you know. And I a, a played to the Donegal crowd to get out and get on the road. You know, it's probably shoots a lot of people. The game's not till seven or half seven. Sardinia was worse it was five o'clock. Maybe it's of their Saturday afternoon more. But you know, you, you're time enough to get on the road to Sardinia and get up the road and 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 get behind the boys.
1: Absolutely, and Peter, would you go along with that? Donegal win or Armagh win? Final point.
2: Yeah, I, I would. I'd agree uh, with Gary and the fact that I'd. I'd be very, very happy to come back down the road with with one point. I think that would be a huge, uh, a huge return for Donegal, given you know the, the turnover of players that they have, uh, the short time probably that the management had to may- maybe get their input. It, it, took, it took a while because they were a bit late starting, they were behind other teams and. Um, you can see like the like of the Mayos and that that started off that they're they're flying at the moment. But you know the, the three Donegal players that came back um, in the last last couple of games, like, they'll be a, a lot better for those uh, for those couple of games. They're going to be a much sharper um, Owen Bond, um, Good few runs last week, but you know there's probably one or two more in them, and probably maybe a half a yard faster even. Um, uh, and, you know, you need that if you're going to create scores. You'll, you'll need um, uh, Caelan McGonagall, I thought was quite good last week at breaking breaking the line. Um, you need those players. Um, and, and then Caelan McCulgan, I, I really love him playing. Um, and he hadn't probably, not everything went his way against Monaghan, but he, there was a scrap in the middle of the field, on, in front of the stand in um, O'Donnell Park on Sunday. And there was about five or six players and the referee let them at it and he came out with the ball. And, you know, th- that's the start of stuff that rises a crowd uh, and, you know, you'll get to cheer. I know the, the unfortunate thing is when he, he burst out, he was about 10 yards ahead of everyone, but we didn't have a support for him. But if you have that sort of uh, mentality that you go to win the 50-50 or the, or the 60-40 ball, um and and as as Gary says, if you have the crowd there, that'll rise them. Um, and if you if we could come out of Armagh with a point, you'll have the same effect as 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 those young fellas from who were leaving O'Donnell Park last week. It it seemed like you you won because you, you get something. If you get defeat, you know it's, it has a different effect altogether on the on the team on the supporters. But you know, you you get even a, a narrow uh, a draw, and that that last free tail knock and what it does for, for Donegal, how much it does for those young players the confidence in them going forward. And they're going to have to scrap for everything on Saturday night if they're going to get that one point. But if we can come out with a point, if we come out with two, like you would be smiling from year to year. But if you can come down the road with one, uh, you put yourself back in the frame, still in your own hands to stay in Division One. And that's what it's all about at the end of the day.
1: Absolutely. And of course, all this as we enter the month of March with one eye nearly firmly... Looking towards the championship, look Guy McDade,
0: it, Peter Campbell. That's actually interesting. The championship but I was actually looking at the calendar dates. There's, there's a possibility that both Donegal and Armagh, if they won their quarterfinals, they could meet in the semi final. I was counting, could be, I could be wrong, but I think possibly eight weeks out right. from meeting yeah. in a, an Ulster semi final. Now, obviously, uh, what he got Armagh actually had to get over Cavan and Antrim. So they have to, and we have to get we have to get over down. You know, so so at, 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 I don't think either team will be even looking anywhere near a possibility of meeting a semi final because right here right now as what counts and Division One survivability is, is, is right up there. Like, I mean, if you think back, Armagh ended two of our previous Donegal managerial uh Reigns Declan Boner's last game was against Armagh, John Cho Dorry's. I like it. We're not anywhere like we're not in that position now, but they've they've had their hoodoo over us and you know and you their their tails are up right now after probably beating us and us last year, you know, and you have to admire the board as well. Jim McGinney has come under pressure under a lot of a lot of years and they stuck with him. They stuck with him because you know they knew he was doing good things, you know, when you know they stuck with him and maybe Connor Anything that was going wrong, our conversation here at the start about the academy. I'm just thinking of that there now about how the way you know they solved any any issues they had. They probably had talks behind the scenes, and they're getting the rewards now. Like that Armagh team got beat by Galway, the team that went to Ireland final last year on penalties. as Peter said earlier, you know penalties—that's a kick of the ball. There's there's no one else but uh, else great. And the last point, Conor, I think our half forward line. This year for Donegal has been fantastic. And I I I doubt there's many more half hour lines scoring, contributing to the scoreboard. What works, scoring. You know, Michael Lagan, Darrell whale Connor Donald. It's mainly been since Lagan's come back now. I, I mean, that's a good half-hour line, and they're contributing on the scoreboard two, three, four points every week. I mean each of them. And as far as getting a few inside, then as well, Jimmy's getting one or two. I mean, we're hitting that fifteen points. Kill McGonigle, Jason McGee can can get in. Big Hugh, I mean, big Hugh. I would love to see us just launch a ball, first ball. Let Hugh go to the, go to the edge of the square on Saturday night and just one the throw and just launch it in and just see what happens. You know, he, he, he's a handful and he's he's as strong as a ball. So he has, you know, just put one in to see what happens or put three or four in.
1: You know, so Connor, Janice, I've hung you up. No, absolutely, and it leaves for. An enticing affair on Saturday night in the athletic grounds. Listen, lads, I kept you long enough, but for Guy McDade and Peter Campbell, thanks so much for joining me on the Donegal GA podcast this evening. Thank you,
2: Connor. No bother, Connor.
1: And that's the end of our show. My thanks to Guy McDade and to Peter Campbell for joining me on the podcast. Remember, Donegal, travel to the athletic grounds to face the Orchard County Armagh. In the fifth round of the Alliance National League, and throwing for that game is at 7.30. We'll have live commentary from Ocean FM from Paddy McGill. Uh, thanks to you, our loyal listeners, and to Austin O'Callaghan for firing out the show in rapid time. We will have a review following the Donegal Armagh game from Paddy McGill. But until next week on the preview show, my name's Colin Breson. Take care and bye for now. Donegal Plumbing and Heating, Old Loughy Road, Donegal Town, suppliers of underfloor heating packages, aluminium radiators, Samson and Daikon, air to water heat pumps and all your renewable needs and sponsors of the Donegal GAA podcast.